Welcome to Design Lessons, the podcast where we design our teaching days to be fulfilling for us and irresistible to our students. I'm Dr. Michelle Schmidt-Moore, and instructional design is my superpower. Each episode, we will take actionable steps to create great teaching days. We'll focus on mindset, real-world opportunities, and critical and creative thinking for us and our students. So, whether you're on your commute to school, walking your dog, or doing the dishes, let's start designing. Hey, designers. I'm extending an invitation to you to be my guest on Design Lessons. If you're interested in sharing your story of the work that you're doing with your students that aligns with our touchstones, whether that's within your district, your school, or your classroom, go to michelleschmidtmore.com slash be my guest for more information. And I'll put a link in the show notes as well. So designers, have you ever had a day when you were just in a mood, like nothing seemed right? You were just not happy or satisfied or content. It felt like you were physically and emotionally moving through molasses. I call these my molasses days. In every decade of my life, I've been depressed. Now, of course, that's not all the time or even most of the time, but some days or weeks, I feel like I'm moving through molasses for no apparent reason. And I've come to accept that, that sometimes a mood can hit you for no apparent reason. And as you know, design lessons is as much about how you design your life as it is about how you design experiences for your students. And the strategy that I'm going to share with you today will help you to identify those things that will get you through a molasses day or will help you hold them at bay. And of course, the strategy will work with your students too. Now, for inspiration for this strategy, I have to credit Glennon Doyle. She writes in her book, Untamed, starting on page 276, in case you want to take a look, about writing notes to yourself when you're feeling down so that you remember the feeling. Because once you're feeling better, we have a tendency to downplay how bad we were feeling, and we actually really don't remember it that well. You know, it's a bit like childbirth. You remember that the pain was excruciating, and I mean excruciating, but you can't quite remember the pain itself. She also says to do the same when you're feeling better so that your down self can know that things do get better. So this strategy is inspired by her words. Her book is uplifting and funny and inspiring, by the way, and I've linked to it in the show notes. But let me tell you a little bit about that link. It's an Amazon affiliate link, which means that if you buy really anything using that link, you can help support the running of this podcast at no cost to you. So if you like the podcast, use that link to either buy Glennon's book which I absolutely recommend. It's probably the best book I've read this year. Or use it to buy whatever you might be purchasing from Amazon this week. It's just one way that you can support the podcast and it doesn't cost you anything. Now back to the story. 
Back in August, when there was so much uncertainty about how school was going to open and whether school was going to open, I started to feel the molasses creeping over me. And maybe that's how you were feeling too. Well, on this particular day, I was drowning in molasses. And by the end of the day, I felt better. And that's not always the case. But on this particular day, I got lucky. At the end of the day, I wrote myself a letter so that I would know what made me feel better over the course of the day. So I'm going to read you that letter, which was dated August 10th, 2020. Dear Michelle, today, or rather this morning, you felt like you were moving through molasses. You felt alone and angry. But the molasses part is not new, and you acknowledge to yourself that it was going to be a molasses day, and still felt awful, as you knew you would. These are the things that you did today that changed those feelings of anger and loneliness and frustration for you. You took Layla and Nero for a 20-minute walk. You went to the beach and just sat and meditated and read for an hour. The sound bath of the sea was great, but still you felt like molasses. You made a plan for your day. You did your exercise half-heartedly, but you did it. You created something for someone else. You received an email asking you to lead a group. Hey, somebody noticed your work. When I look back on this morning, I realize that the molasses I was feeling earlier today was caused by several things. The king of which is uncertainty about when and how to go back to school, virtual or face-to-face. The state government made an announcement today, so you got a little bit more clarity. My emotions are all over the place. But mostly, I now realize if I have the following, I feel better. Not perfect, but better. A plan for the day. Exercise and movement. Good food choices. Time alone for me. Creating something from scratch. Completion of a task. And recognition of my work. I have to remember this list. It's my go-to list for feeling better and like myself. You've got to remember this for next time, Michelle. All my best wishes, Michelle. So that's the letter I wrote to myself a few months ago. I do truly design each day with intention. Because for me, it keeps the molasses days away. But it also helps me to create better days for myself and for others because my molasses days not only affect me, but they affect those who are around me. So here's one strategy for creating consistently better days for yourself. When you are having a molasses day, pay attention to what is contributing to make that day feel like molasses. 
also pay attention to what is slowly making you feel better and write a letter to yourself in that moment so that you can design each of your days to have these actions and rituals that make your day feel better. So identify what makes you feel like molasses and also identify what puts you back into a state of flow. And doing this strategy really helps you flex your reflection skills and it makes you mindful of the actions that bring you joy. Now you can adapt it for a student who may be having a difficult time. This can help a student process his or her feelings and make a plan for next time. Now, if you're a part of our design lesson community, I'm going to ask you to sign up for our newsletter. You can find it at michelleschmidtmore.com. Just click the getting start, get started button. Um, I also put the link in the show notes. Now, periodically I share strategies just like this one to help you design a better day for you and your students. We talk about mindset and relationships, real world opportunities, and critical and creative thinking. Now, guess what? On our next episode of Design Lessons, we're going to be talking to Rob Phelan. Rob is a teacher who created his own real-world opportunity. He created an entrepreneurship curriculum for his students because he saw a need that wasn't being filled by their standard curriculum. So, And his curriculum is now being used across the nation. So students are developing their own businesses and honing their skills in problem-solving, collaboration, risk-taking, and in effect, they are becoming next-generation innovators. So listen to see how you might start an entrepreneurial project with your students or start an entrepreneurial project of your own. Until next time, designers. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We will see you on the next episode.